When it's 3 p.m., Jess and Renee both want an afternoon treat. So they go to McDonald's for icy cool frozen drinks and Minute Maid slushies. Only Jess's favorite is frozen Coke, while Renee's is pink lemonade slushie. But it's cool. They respect each other's choice. It's not just a drink. It's a McDonald's drink. Make your summer pop with a Minute Maid slushie, frozen Coke, or frozen Fanta, like wild cherry and blue raspberry, starting at $1.59. Prices and participation may vary. Limited time only. Celebrate the 4th of July from the comfort of home and save on must-haves during Kohl's Friends and Family Sale. This Thursday through Sunday, take an extra 20% off festive tops for the family, patio furniture, and get 10% off outdoor toys. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, limited contact store drive-up. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Offers valid June 25th through 28th. 20% off with promo code FAMILYSHOP. 10% off toys, offers, and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Welcome, everybody, to the Lunacy Podcast, brought to you by Roughneck Scarves. My name is Tony. I'm here with David and Dave. Dave Stevens, David Sterling. I'm Tony Perpananzi. We're coming today from a uh, hotel room in Atlanta, boys. Yeah, the American. The American uh, Hotel. And why are, It's what? just off the Centennial Olympic Park uh, yeah. in Atlanta, about uh, a half a mile from Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Remind me again how we got here, because... Frankly, I'm in Atlanta right now. I know the Loons won against Portland a couple weeks ago. We were there, right? We not. How did we get here? Oh, so you're talking about the path to the U.S. Open well, then, Cup final, and, which is yeah, the reason so then we're here. The final, of course, is tonight against Atlanta, which is why we're here. There it is, right there. Right. Um, we all took separate ways of getting here. David, uh, what did you do to get here? Well, you know, I decided to drive um, yeah. after... I was lazy and didn't book a flight immediately, and then got cheap. I decided to uh, ask my wife if I could make a week of it, Mm. and so I drove. Nice. And you stopped at some places on the way? Uh, Just one on the way. Okay. Um, That was Jack Daniels Distillery. Oh, a good one, I would think. It was a fantastic tour. Did you get some stuff? I, I did get some stuff. I'm nice. not. I'm not like I know you are, David, but I'm not the biggest whiskey connoisseur. But where would you put Jack Daniels as far as American whiskeys in general? Whether you're talking about bourbons or, um, I mean, so I would say that they're they're one of the most. I wouldn't iconic. say they're top shelf. They're definitely one. Of, they're the most popular yeah. in the world. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they might be the largest uh, seller in the U.S. too. Um, they actually didn't t- talk about that on the, on the hmm. tour. I'm surprised um, they didn't. Those, and that's in uh, Lynchburg, Tennessee? Lynchburg, Tennessee, yeah. 700-some people. Yeah, and you said that was about just a three-hour drive from here? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not too far away. Hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was it was a fantastic tour. Uh, it was interesting to learn that the, the first ever master distiller of the distillery was actually a former slave. Wow. Um, it, I mean, that whole history is crazy, like... Jack Daniel left home at like six, mm-hmm. yeah, six years old, and uh, lived with this preacher who had a distillery. the The slave um, Nearest Green was his name. Mm-hmm. Had um, kind of oversaw the distillery, mm-hmm. and Jack learned everything he knew from him. And then the Civil War happened, and then emancipation happened, and Jack opened his own distillery and hired Nearest Green as the first master distiller. Damn, yeah. So, a lot of history there. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yes. I I would recommend it to anyone, yeah. uh, even if you're not a whiskey guy or just for whiskey the history, woman. The history of it. The history of it. Just the mm-hmm. the cool uh, sense that the world's most famous American whiskey comes from this town of 700 some people. Yes, it's pretty cool. Well, and then of course on the way back you're stopping at some other places. Yeah, I'm well. hitting some bourbon distilleries in yeah. Kentucky. So, um, Dave, you got here yesterday. I did, yeah. I, I took the route of, uh, because Minneapolis and Atlanta are both uh, Delta hubs, uh, and I'm an, a frequent flyer on Delta, 
I okay. decided to use my miles, so oh, I, man. you know, it just made the most sense. But yeah. I mean, we don't get in, need to get into my uh, travels too much because it was uh, pr- pretty, uh, pretty um, ordinary. Because we I give mean, you shit about your travels. Yeah, no, it, yeah. everything went smoothly. I got in at about three o'clock. Had enough time to run over and ke- check out some of the sites, including. Uh, the College Football Hall of Fame. That's yeah, right, right I, across the street here. Yeah, and then you get a nice walk through the Centennial Olympic uh, Park, which mm-hmm. is nice. And, and, and you know, we're right in the heart of downtown. Downtown, just close to the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Yeah. So there's, you know, it's a, it's really kind of, there's a lot to see. And it's, it's, yeah. it's a pretty picturesque, scenic area. It's nice. Yeah. I came in this morning. Uh, the boys know this, but uh, I had a uh, layover in Chicago, American Airlines. Um, unfortunately, on the way out, uh, out of Minneapolis, we had an electrical problem, uh, which almost killed the whole trip for me and about uh, nine other people on the flight who were going to this game tonight. One of them is uh, Mark. How do you say Mark's last name? Don't ask me, please. I, I feel very bad. Mark Mark F. on Twitter. Yes. We chatted for a while. Um, he's actually staying at the same place we are. Uh, he went to a brewery beforehand, so... Um, but we chatted for a while, and of course, when the uh, delay came up on the plane, I kind of looked around. And, uh, there were some uh, people going. Uh, Loon's fans were going. Uh, we're going to make it to Chicago, so we can get on this plane to Atlanta. We did, fortunately, uh, and I got here a couple hours ago. But uh, man, it's uh, it's weird to be in Atlanta. I will tell you that. We are drinking some Atlanta beers. At least me and Dave are. Yeah, we should bring. Um, no, all three of us are. Oh no. Well, you got no, David's got Yungling. Drinking Pennsylvania, yeah. Pennsylvanian beer. I Somehow on his trek down here, he got to a place that had Youngling beer, and now he's like totally into it. I don't wait, know what wait, happened. say that again, Tony. Youngling. Oh, I always say Yingling in my way. Yeah, I guess I've always yingling? said Yingling. Okay. Yeah, 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 yingling. Yeah. What? Okay, whatever you want to call it. Let's not get into it. You, so you would rarely find that in Minnesota. No, you don't find it in Minnesota. Yeah, I don't even think it's you distributed. Don't. It might not be. Yeah, because yeah. you never see. You got to be on the East Coast or around yeah. this area to be Yingling. But I've had I've had Yingling. I'm going to say yeah. Yingling. I could be butchering it, but I've had it mm-hmm. before and I do like it. Mm-hmm. It's certainly a nice beer. But it's good. I had one downstairs. It's fantastic. So, Dave, what you got? Yeah. So I um and. You know, if anybody from Atlanta is listening to this, I you know this would be my first foray into Atlantic or you know Atlanta micro beers. Mm. So I'm actually drinking one from Atlanta Brewing Company. That's pretty good. It's called I like the name. It's called Hop Atlanta. Apparently, Atlanta Brewing Company has been around since 1993. So they're not. They might be. I wonder if they're like a you know a surly or a sure, summit, summit that yeah, that, summit. that maybe have have been a little more established. You yeah. know, since before the boom, I guess you'd call yeah. it. But it's just it's called Hop Atlanta and. Uh, you know, it's pleasant. There's yeah. nothing. Uh, it's an India pale ale, which I rarely drink, but uh, yeah. it's. I've, I'm already halfway through it, and I have no complaints. Uh, Other than it's Atlanta, and <laughs> you know, I I have the Terrapin uh, Beer Company's uh, Hopsecutioner IPA, and it's from uh, Athens, Georgia, which is the home of the University of Georgia. Yeah, I which is mention. why. Yeah. Well, why do they call it the Terrapins? Then? Well, and what is good, a terrapin? Good, it's, it's a turtle. It's a turtle. Yeah. Maryland is a terrapin. Maryland ter- terrapins. Yeah. yeah. I don't understand why. I didn't. Know. I yeah. didn't under. I couldn't understand that. That might have just been a random name that mm-hmm. the brewery uh, had chosen. But I did see what made me kind of buy that. It was the fact that it was from Athens, Georgia. Yeah, and they put all the names of the hops on the whole outline of the beer. So we got Warrior, Chinook, Simcoe, Amarillo, Cascade, Centennial. Good God. So we got like 15 bajillion hops in here. Yeah, no kidding. And so I'm going to say is that, of course, we're from Minnesota, guys, and we've had a lot of great – we've been to a lot of great breweries, okay? And I'm not going to diss Atlanta for their breweries because I don't know them. We win. But uh, we win on this one. We win. <laughs> win. No, I'm just kidding. Atlanta's great. Um, so – we should probably get into some things about soccer. We're, this is going to be a brief podcast, everybody, because we're not going to talk about crazy stuff like we usually do. Um, and we only have one game to talk about. We have anyway. one game to talk about, and then we're going to talk about a little bit about tonight's game. Uh, but we did have a game uh, last Saturday night. Uh, no, it was two Saturday nights ago, wasn't it? It was Thursday night. Oh, yeah. th- sorry. So, Thursday, I mean, yeah. coming as we sit Thursday. here, we're recording Tuesday afternoon, the evening of the U.S. Mm-hmm. Open Up Cup final. This game was Thursday in yep. uh, in Kansas City at Children's Mercy Park. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. And as it turned out to be, it was a fairly, I wouldn't call it the heaviest rotation of the year, but it was 
fairly significant. It was close, yeah. It was. I remember going into it thinking I was actually, and I I wasn't the only one who thought this. I was kind of excited to see how it turn out because mm-hmm. there was a few new names in the lineup. But we, um, before we get into the game, guys, yep. um, moving forward, the rest of the year because the West is so jumbled up with everybody. I mean, you got L.A. Who's yeah out heads, there? No one cares. way up there. No one yeah. gives a shit about them. But everybody between two and seven is jumbled up within like five points, I believe. Yeah, something I mean, like it's that. Something yeah. like that. I mean, right? not much has happened since we last recorded a podcast, other than the fact that we dropped from second to but, fifth. And this goes to my point of if you don't pick up points now, yep. Especially against Western Conference foes, you will drop in the standings. Yes, and we no played. Doubt about it. We have played this game before. Remember, we've had a couple games in the past uh, couple weeks here. We've gotten a point here and a point there. And fortunately for us, everybody else has kind of lost or gotten a right. point, so it's been okay. But this game, really, not getting those three points or even a point, killed us. Yeah, and yeah. you know what? I, I I feel like our our foes in the West would agree because actually, mm-hmm. for Sporting Kansas City, um, you could and they the broadcasters were it was on ESPN. They were basically calling it a must win. They for needed Sporting they Kansas needed City. this. They needed three points. Now, I mean. You know, Minnesota is still uh, eight points clear of Sporting Kansas City, but the fact is, at 34 points, Sporting Kansas City is still very much in the playoff. They're still there. And because it doesn't take much, you see it. You know, you Mm -hmm. get a couple draws here and there. Sport Kansas City, if they continue their recent uh, form, Mm -hmm. uh, I think they've won, they had won at least one or two coming into Minnesota's match. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're heading in the right direction, certainly. But yeah, it's tight as ever. So. Going to this match, I, I didn't really know. I, David, you probably knew the lineup better than we did because you know lineups like the back of your hand going to these matches. Like you get the yeah. bad phone to Heath, and you're like, hey, right. what's up? what are you doing <laughs> with, right? And so going to this match, I didn't know what we were going to go with because we have we had this game tonight coming up. Right. And even though it was a longer week because we weren't playing on a Saturday or a Sunday, right. I still think Heath kind of went into it saying, we need to rest some guys. So we didn't have... Um, well, I think, as, as you say that, I mean, I think it was kind of forced because there was a couple guys, Alonzo and Angelo Rodriguez, and I think... Mm-hmm. Uh, Molino regard- still had his injury. Too. And, Molino, and so too, three, yeah. Molino. So regardless of what you say of how ready they were for that game, I don't think there was ever a good chance that they would have started but that game. I, so, I, I, I think that if we didn't have this game tonight, I think one of or two of them would have started well, against Casey. Yeah, and you know, I think... It's always hard to tell because obviously Major League Soccer doesn't have to do their mm-hmm. their injury reports like um, like the NFL does, for instance. They can basically just sit a guy and say that he's injured and yeah. he might not be injured. Um, and it ultimately, my understanding was uh, Kevin's injury wasn't really that big of a deal. No, and I don't think that Ozzy's injury was really that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, if and it, I, I agree, Tony. I think the reason that they sat was. Yeah. Looking ahead to this game, was, you know we don't need to play them because, frankly, even though we were playing in in Kansas City, that was that game should have been in the bag. It should have been. So I can see why he said there's absolutely no reason to play these guys. So we're but we're going to use it, this as a rotation. Well, game. and that's why I think I said coming into this game, it was an intriguing game because of the rotation because you had players like Will Moenby and you know and Lude, you know starting the game for the first time. So exactly. it, was, it was quite an interesting lineup with your young guys like Gasper and Dotson. Uh, it was an intriguing lineup and, um, and a lineup that I was kind of excited to watch. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, uh, I believe I, I tweeted out that it was a possible glimpse at 2020. Yes. In the, yes. And what they're maybe looking at in terms of players that are going to be on the pitch. Dotson was right where you'd expect him to be mm-hmm. in the situation. And right, pretty much right where he belongs. Yes. Um, and then, you know, I think uh, Wilfred was uh, was the odd man out being a left back. He was playing on the left wing. Mm-hmm. And yep. to me, you know, there was some question about why Heath played him there. That's more, I think that was more about minutes. I think it was yeah, just I think it was integrated too. into the system and just kind of get it out there. It was a there. good game to do, yeah, it, yeah. you know, and... And it, Heath had said in his post game that uh, he had played both left back and left, mm-hmm. uh, well, left uh, wing back. Mm-hmm. So he's been he's he knows how to play the winger position. Yeah. 
Um, but I, yeah, I agree. It was it was one hundred percent about minutes. Yeah. Look, if if Chase would have gone down in that game, mm. and he wouldn't be able to play tonight, mm. then Wilford would have been required to play tonight. I know. As an international, yes, taking up an international position, you only have five of those, and never having played a single minute. Yeah. So I think, I think that was kind of his thought was you know just get him yeah. out there and, and in a game that we should be winning, do it. So my thought of this game was the fact that you know Heath had a had a choice to make, right? Yep. He could do. I need to win this game, or I think we can win, but I don't need to win. Okay. And so, with this match coming up tonight to win the U.S. Open Championship, which is huge for our team. I mean, this is a big thing. We'll talk about it a little bit. Big for our team. I think Heath went with the ladder. I think he went, I want to win, but I don't need to win. I will take a point, and I hope I get a point, right. but I don't need to get three points out of it. Well, and it, you know, I think we have to continue down the, the discussion of, we should have won. I mean, it's not yeah. it's not an well, issue of well, even being in Kansas City. This is a game that we are better than they are. Yeah. And, and we came it, out. It should have happened. And we came out like shit. Yeah, no, it didn't. It wasn't a good showing yeah. in the first we did. I don't, 15, 20 minutes of the game. Yeah. It was pretty we ugly, actually. And, in fact, I think, it, I think you'd say, or I would say, that Kansas City, Sporting KC, were, was unlucky. Not to uh, take the lead yeah. early, like they in were, the first ten or fifteen. They were unlucky, minutes. but you know what? They wanted it more, though. Yeah, well, they, I go into this game like and a, I looked at it. No. I saw it. It's like they wanted it more than I, we did. Yeah, I said it earlier. I mean, Sporting Kansas City, call it what you want, but they had the look of a desperate team. They mm-hmm. they had to mm-hmm. win mm-hmm. to really have a legitimate shot of staying in the race. Yeah. I mean, they're they're right. still on the outside looking in, but now they definitely because they the won chance. the game, they have a chance. Yeah, you uh, know, so they, and they I think playing, they are playing desperate. One of the big things that I take from this game is anything can happen at any time because we had our starting defensive line back there, mm-hmm. and none of them looked solid. No, mm. um, I saw mistakes across the entire back mm-hmm. line, um, and it. So I, I saw some people say, "Well, you know, Ozzy wasn't in there." I'm sorry, but Ozzy's fantastic. That is not. Well, I, a reflection of Ozzy not being I, well, David, I said that. And you know why I said that? Again, you know soccer better than I do. Uh, and so my whole thought of the Ozzy was not their thing was the fact that I think Ozzy and Ike talk to each other a little more than everybody else does. I think without having Ozzy there to kind of hit stream up the midfield a little bit, sure. I think the defensive gets a little bit crazy. Well, okay. as, as you're six, and then you can argue, like, I mean, I think, Tony, what you're essentially saying is that yeah. maybe, especially early in the game, yeah. the, the midfield was kind of letting the defense down. They, so the defense yeah. was being pressured more than maybe they should have been. And I, and is it, and it was a whole question of with this, you know, kind of rotated lineup, you know, there was questions of whether they were playing a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-3-3. Yeah. Well, I we, think that's yeah, what it was. Tell. There is yeah. there's a point you made that comment like what you couldn't tell what they were playing yeah no. and there was a point during the game that I actually thought it was a four four two so I mean mm-hmm. it, it I think that's another issue and I I made this point between us is mm-hmm. a lot of times and this probably I don't know if it falls on Heath or it falls on the players it's it's a tough one because when we don't play a four two three one our mm-hmm. formation. And our the way we set up and the way we organize kind of falls off. It does, and it we look very kind of discombobulated and yeah. kind of out there. And I think there there might have been an issue with the fact that not only did we change a formation, mm-hmm. potentially change a formation, uh, but we also potentially changed formation with new guys, right? Yes. Which doesn't help things either. No, it doesn't. Yeah, I think, like, a couple of notes as we roll into halftime. I mean, I mean, I, there was a couple positives. I think it did start getting better around the half-hour mark. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, right at, I think it was, a, it was the 32nd minute, Dotson had a nice kind of long shot on goal. It could have been his fourth spectacular goal of the yeah, year. he's made it, everything. It was uh, blocked, and then Toy had a chance on the rebound. Both were uh, kind of big missed opportunities, mm-hmm. I thought. Right. I mean, so I think it did get better going in. To halftime, of course it it ended at halftime. It you know it was still zero zero, a scoreless draw, which is what they wanted. Not surprising. 
I guess. I think, Going into that game, uh, Sporting Kansas City had significant possession. It was 60-40 possession-wise. Let's let's talk about the 0-0 at halftime for a second, yeah. Dave. We went to 0-0 at halftime, and we were texting back and forth, and I was saying, I'll take that on the road. Right. I guess, and you, David, you were saying that this... We should be we should be better than this. Yeah. We well, David, you you had the, you yeah. had the key comment during the game as we were watching it in real time. And what was your comment? I think you know what I'm talking about. At about halftime, what did you say? What what did I say? I, uh, I think remember. about the 60 minute mark was your <laughs> oh, the 60, yeah, oh yes, the key yeah. for so you. I I said, look, if if we're not if we don't score yeah. and we aren't winning by the 60th minute, yeah, we're going to lose this game. Yeah. And I, I think that that was at halftime, wasn't but, it? Or was yeah, it right that, after that was half? right about right after, right about halftime. But that makes sense too, because it you're does. keeping a desperate team in the game yeah. longer than you should, Unfortunately. because they can start making the more aggressive plays exactly. and substitution. Mm-hmm. Which and it, and it makes it a lot more difficult to determine what players you need to substitute. You know, do you? If you're at 60 minutes and you haven't scored a goal, it's like, do you go for attack? And, and well, and which, possibly that's a good transition. Blow it's a good transition, defense. David. It's a very good transition. Or do you go for the defense and say, "Okay, if we get a goal, fantastic," but we're going to go for zero at this point? Because you know what he did after the half. He went full blown. He went full blown. He went crazy. And it, it's some people questioned how crazy he went, but I think well, it made sense up. again. Yeah, it, it, it made well, sense. Well, at zero zero, I mean, you know, you're you're sitting there thinking, "Do you sit? You know, we've." Do you sit back and, and play for that scoreless draw, or do you go for points that you can get? Here right. they are. 0-0 zero, zero zero, after zero. halftime. They had looked better go going into halftime. You, go for it. you know, yeah, I don't I think I think the better play after the half hour mark kind of made up Heath's mind. Yeah. I think he said, Hey, these are points we can get now. He you know, maybe if that poor uh, midfield and defensive play had continued right up through halftime, he, he might have made a choi- a different right. choice. Uh, you, we could argue about what that would have been if you're looking for a defensive substitution, but he did not go defensive. Um, 65th minute, uh, a big one, big one for everybody, I'm sure, at least fans of uh, the Loons. Thomas Chacon. Chacon comes in. For Will Mombi, and then uh, just four minutes later, Darwin Quintero came in for Robin Lude, and I yep. was. It's nice to have those two players playing together, especially since, you know, Tommy Chacon, he doesn't speak. English. Oh, yes. yeah. So at least he has a player like Darwin, you know, mm-hmm. that he can communicate on the field to. And that's what I was looking at earlier is what is what Tommy Chacon was looking at and who he was looking at for direction maybe in position. Can we can we talk about Chacon for a little bit? Well, we should because yeah. it was his debut as a Minnesota United player. So, I think it's something to talk about. So, A, he looks super young. He looks, <laughs> he looks he, like a twelve year old. He looks well, yeah, and that doesn't it doesn't help that he's uh he's five eight? Five five. He's five five? He's, I think yeah. he's all of like hundred and thirty five pounds, so yeah, he, he's well. basically a slightly bigger Darwin Contero. Yeah. yeah, but tall I'm taller than the guy for freak's sakes. He, yeah, well um, he's actually a lot like Miguel's size. Yeah. And so I think he's smaller than Miguel, to be honest. At five, he's skinnier five. for sure, but I think yes. Miguel's roughly that height, isn't he? So he looks he looks young, right? Yeah. And then there were some plays that he made when he came out that reminded me of DQ a little bit. Oh, without too doubt. many, too many footies, nah, too many of this. He's that. different though. You, I mean, well, he's different in the same way. You can tell he's technical. You can tell he's well, good with that yeah. ball in his foot. And I'm what I'm most excited about going forward is just seeing how well he places that ball. Because Dar- Darwin Cantero does that, in my opinion, because he wants to put himself into open space and have yeah, a chance to yeah. score. Mm-hmm. Where I think Tommy Chacon, at least on looking uh, back on his, uh, you know. U twenty and U seventeen Uruguayan experience. It, to me, it seems like he's looking for the same kind of space, and he has that same kind of technical ability. But I, I think he's looking to put it on a teammate. I hope so. I hope no. So. I'm pretty I sure that's so. what he's I looking so. to do. Because a couple of the plays he had when he came in for the first ten minutes. What you what you call it, David? Cynical was it? Yeah, he's he's good at drawing a foul. I, I was I yes, was looking yeah. up to see I was looking up to see who that was. I think it was Zusi, um mm-hmm. fouled him. I mean, and I I meant to say the foul was cynical, yeah. um, because there was there was a a play where he completely nutmegged. Well, who did he, he nutmegged? Uh, I think it was Zusi, because um, Zusi had the 
Zeus, he had the yellow card, and I'm pretty sure that ended up in a yellow card. Yeah, I think um, you're right. I think you're right. And it, what it was was phenomenal skill by mm-hmm. Chacon. He completely nutmegged the defender, and the defender just leveled it. But and that's it, a cynical foul, because he knew that he, there's no way under the sun he was going to stop okay, him, and he fouled him. Shortly, guys. Shortly. Does it worry you guys a little bit that he came in like DQ with the foot play? Or are you guys thinking that he's going to actually kind of be able to pass the ball off and not try to score as much as DQ does? My opinion that's is... That's my question. That's my question. It, it depends on... It depends on what we expect. From. Right. And, and there's, I, I think it's as a, a 10... You want your 10 to be super technical. And it's not a given that he will be asked to play the 10, especially if, if he Minnesota be. United... Well, okay. what if Minnesota United picks up Darwin's option for next year? They'll then, push Darwin to the right. Okay. Because yeah. that's where he's supposed to be. So let's... Quickly, let's go into expectations, guys, because if he's coming in as Darwin's replacement, and we've seen what DQ can do. He's got some good streaks. He's got some bad streaks, right? Right. So we want Tommy Chacon to be kind of in the middle. We want him to be a playmaker like DQ is. Right. We also want him to be the guy who will say, hey, I'm not the best guy right now. I just got to pass the ball off. Right. Do you think Tommy Chacon, in the limited time we've seen him, do you think he'll be better than DQ at that? Not needing to do things as much as DQ has wanted to do things. I, I will say... That based on the fact that he is Uruguayan mm-hmm. and the entire basis of South American football is that very team, like mm-hmm. a solid unit, mm-hmm. I would say that he's going to be that type of player that is going to know his ability and know how to use his team. Okay. And, I mean, that's that's. He, I mean, that's being very superficial, very kind of stereotypical view and yeah, of South American football, but and Chacon, I, that's how I look at it. Yeah, and I, I agree. And Chacon just turned 19 years old. I mean, he did, he's, yeah. he's a young player. He young was guy. coming up with the Uruguayan national team, right, probably learning young exactly guy. what young you just guy. mentioned. And, you know, we'll see how things go. Certainly they could change, but he signed a five-year contract with... Right. Minnesota United. Mm-hmm. So if he grows into the player at 19 years old right now, That's that that Minnesota United wants him to be, I see no reason why he couldn't develop into right. that player. All right. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I think, in, in my opinion, as a 10, you want a 10 to be very technical, but you want a 10 to be able to understand how to create a play. And it, they picked him up to be a playmaker mm-hmm. because we've never had a playmaker, playmaker even with Darwin we haven't had a playmaker. Mm-hmm. Darwin's not that type of guy. No, he's not. It's it's ultimately if he grows into what you expect of a Uruguayan number ten who mm-hmm. is, you know, without a doubt, playing for the senior national team. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a starter on the on the youth teams. Mm-hmm. I, I have no concern that he won't turn out to be what we want him to be. Before we get into the end of this game, guys, I just want to say my opinion is that um, DQ came in here last year, blew the doors off. Right. I mean, he made us what we are today. Yeah, and I agree. We, we, we relied on DQ so much. Yep. Right? And so my concern, of course, is with United fans who are not as involved with soccer as we are. Right. Looking at Tommy Chacon as the the next coming of DQ. Right. You know what I mean? And so I don't I don't want Tommy to come in and be like doesn't do anything for a while and people saying, Well, this is a terrible signing. He's nineteen. He's nineteen and he'll get better. Right. Okay. Yeah. He doesn't have to do what DQ did because DQ did it by himself last year. Right. And this year we've seen the struggles of DQ when he's got people around him that are as good or better than he is. So I don't want that to happen. I'm a little bit right. concerned about it. You know, yeah, I mean, I, I think the the big thing with uh, American soccer fans 
is if they're not used to soccer. Yes. Then I would agree with you completely. There's we've, going to be that expectation we that's played this, not proper. We played this game last year. We played it with uh, Angela. We, yes. We talked on this podcast about expectations. We still about, play with Angela. And we still do. Expectations about guys coming in from different leagues and not being used to MLS yet and people going, well, he sucks. Right. And we're like, no, you got, you got to wait a little. We got to yeah, a little time. Yeah, here. no player in the yeah. attacking half yeah. is going to just come in and be I mean, unless he's a superstar. No. Yeah. No, I mean, there are some there are some examples. And Zlatan, you know, Carlos well, Vela. Yeah, you know, you I mean, there are examples are the of players, the different. Yeah. Those are good examples for, and right. good MLS examples because those yeah. players, you know, more often than not, they, don't not, they do not miss from whether you're talking long right. range or short range, they, they just finish it. And that's exactly. been a big part of the problems that, you know, you know, we talk, I say problems, you know, as Minnesota United, they're sitting in in the playoffs if they started today but they've had problems and that would be one of them yeah and I mean and let's look at it from the perspective of the team we're playing tonight yeah uh, they they signed Petey Martinez huge huge signing Piffy and, yes and Piffy and he hasn't been good no, he's, well, he's been he's, 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 flashes. Start, he's coming on lately. he's coming on but it took him a while and, isn't it? but yeah. it took the entire season, mm-hmm. and that's the way it, it. Now, obviously, he had to deal with a brand new manager, and too. people are calling. People are calling for his head. Because yeah. Atlanta fans were like pissed off about Pippen. exactly. It, it, it's just it's just the way it is. Some players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have some players like you know, obviously Joseph Martinez and, um, and Miguel Almiron also were brand new to Major League Soccer, and they took off right away. Boom. But those players are different. Not every player is going to be no. a superstar that's going to just click. Again, we talked about this on the podcast before. This is soccer. This is not baseball. It's not football. It's not hockey. It's not basketball. You cannot bring guys in and expect them to be great in the right. beginning. It does I mean, not if they do, that. if they are, fantastic. Uh, fantastic. But, but they, have to learn this, they have to learn the system. They have to learn what MLS See, says and, and it, do it. Interesting yeah. you bring that up because, I mean, I was honestly surprised because Tommy Chacon was at Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport on Sunday mm. and, and then playing, playing mm. in Sporting <laughs> Kansas City on Thursday. Well, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe that's a, a, a good sign. But I think that's... Well, yeah, I mean, I think it, it, it's, it's a... It's a picture of what they felt like he did in training. Yeah. And yeah. said, why the hell not? Yeah. Right. I mean, and obviously, it was a rotation game. It was, you know, getting maybe players you wouldn't normally give minutes to an opportunity yeah. with the injuries. And, but uh, and there's nothing that I saw of him on Thursday night that I didn't say, oh, well. It, I mean, I raised my eyebrow a couple times yeah. after just seeing his, his, his footwork and ball skills and technical ability. Yeah. So. So, but, of course, we, we ended up giving up goal. Yeah, so let's let's, let's get through into the rest that. of this game. Yeah. We gave the goal. What minute was it? It was 88th. I uh, fell asleep. So it was 80. Yeah, I knew you did because David and David I and very, I kept texting. I was very tired. And, but it was it was unfortunately it, it was not it was a lapse, you know. Yeah. And I think it was it started up with Dark Darwin. But bottom yep. line, the goal was in the 80. We'll talk about Darwin in a minute. But it was in the 88th minute. Uh, for Hurtado, their striker. Um, Vito and Boxel, I think, got switched up, and, and Vito got off his line. Oh. And it just... it So it didn't end well for the two of them. It, they weren't on the same page, Vito and Boxel. That mm-hmm. was clear. But uh, it was... Um, they, they made a comment like, Vito Minoni, after the goal was scored, ran 35 yards oh, I saw the replay. out of his goal, off. and he ran directly to Darwin Quintero yes. to yell, basically that's, yell at Darwin Quintero. That's, yeah, that's, that's Italian that's, for you. Right and there. that's the thing that you have to – some people were saying, well, you know, the, the defense was a little lax, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, no. Which, you no. have a goalkeeper who's standing there, can mm-hmm. see everything that's happening in front of him. Mm-hmm. He runs 35 yards to bitch at someone. Guess what? That someone is who caused that. I right. saw the replay. Right. It, right. Was it, was. it was Darwin's fault. It was Darwin's right. fault. So I mean, yeah, it, did, it looked it the the finish looked bad as from a defensive yeah. goalkeeping standpoint. But yeah, I mean, I I don't doubt Vito is right in the fact that he wouldn't have run up that far to talk to Darwin because the re, unfortunately the replays if you're watching the broadcast on ESPN the, the the replays weren't great of I think Darwin's laps, but I mean clearly there was something there and he just so we give the goal. And that was in the so there was just a few minutes left, minutes left. Yeah. and we and, and we that lost. was it. That was it. So out of this game, guys, we we don't get a point. We don't get three points. We don't get a point. 
Um, the Western Conference is a jumble. It didn't take long. Yeah, it didn't, it take, didn't long take long to, for that, us that to fall drop from second to fifth. And David mm-hmm. and I were talking about this mm-hmm. yesterday. Um, of course, we should know, and we know now that you know it, it's it's hardly worth talking about. You know the difference between second place and fifth no. place no. as the standings in the Western Conference sit. It's a point or two, and the reason say we're in fifth and not fourth. Um, is because well, of actually, it's the the tiebreakers are of course you know you start with yeah. points, points are first, and then it's goals scored. Not I was thinking it was goals different goal differential. It's goals scored or wins. I'm sorry, yeah. wins wins and then goal differential. But bottom line is this: there's seven games left. Mm-hmm. Um, anything can happen. The, anything yeah. can happen. But the bottom line is you know, and with seven games left for Minnesota United, four of them on the, are on the road. One of them is at home against LAFC late late September. Uh, it's it's a tough 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 uh, path to sled here. And then I know we want to talk about our you know we put up a poll question on our Twitter. We did, yeah, yeah, we did. And maybe this would be a good uh, Let's go on good chance to talk about okay. it because if we look at the standings, I voted as we sit. You know Minnesota as we talk about you know because the next game's not till um, Sunday night against mm-hmm. LAFC. But Minnesota sits with 42 points. They're in fifth place, you know, because of those tiebreakers we just mentioned. And I think it's important to realize that in second place, where we were just a few days ago, uh, it's real Salt Lake, but they're only at 43. And then you've got CL at 43, and LA at 42, and Minnesota at 42, San Jose at 41, Dallas at 40, and then you have Portland at 37. Uh, It's a tight race. So it's going to come down to who are going to, which team is going to get. You know, well, the needed points. I'm so gonna, I'm going to say it. Right so now. the poll question was what? Do you have that up yet, David? Yeah. So the poll question was, and this was uh, to be fair, this was before yeah, the Sporting KC yes. question um, was game. what? Where were we going to finish in points? Mm-hmm. Um, and then also I added the uh, the playoff scenario. So it was it was 62 plus points in a home match, 55 plus points in a home match, 50 and playoffs. Less than fifty and miss everything. Okay, before you get into wood side, in the Western Conference right now, every team chooses their own destiny right now. Oh, without a doubt, every team does. Yeah, but to, now there let's is, set, let's set a few things straight. I mean, technically that's true, Tony, but I think we can safely sit here and say that LAFC is going to finish first. Of course, okay. Well, okay right. let's not, Mathematically, yeah, that's not that's not decided right. yet. But between that's two done. and seven, yeah, you choose your own destiny. You do. It depends on what you do you every do. game. Now this yep. is like, this is it. This is what's going on. The right. Western Conference is so packed up. Exactly. United could the Loons couldn't be out of the playoffs. Well, I just ran they, through. Yeah, I ran through the playoff standings, and there is. It's absolutely realistic to say that mm-hmm. the team sitting two through seven, as we sit here, mm-hmm. there, it's a. There's actually a chance uh, that two of those teams do not mm-hmm. make the playoff line, um, because because of the fact that Sporting Kansas City got their three points yes. against the Loons. And so, and I pointed before we go through this poll, I pointed out to you, Dave. Uh, last night that based on what you would expect to happen this weekend, Minnesota will be 7th. That's, what, that's most morning. likely yeah, what you yeah, expect yeah, to happen yeah, because yeah. there's a couple key you know, Western yeah, Conference yeah. matchups. Exactly, and considering who we play Sunday night. Right, so, LAFC. How many people voted for this? Well, we only had 14. I tell 14. you, I, I was... Okay. It's I our was, lowest poll. I okay. was one of those uh, people. I mean, it, it, you sit here, it's, and then I mentioned it's it's so hard to assign a lot of points remaining because four of those yeah. games are on the road, including games at Seattle, Portland, and LAFC, you know, and, and I think the, and I, I'm forgetting the fourth one, but uh, there, there's... Portland, Seattle, LAFC, and... Bottom line, yeah. in addition to the road games, which oh, we've... Other than earlier in this year, you know, before Allianz Field was christened, uh, Minnesota had done well on the road. Um, but since basically since the first month and a half of the season, Minnesota has not fared well on the road. And unless you're an optimist and think that can change, which it could, it's any given game, but it's tough to see Minnesota getting a lot of points on the road. So then you look at the three home games, and I know there's Sporting Kansas City, I think it's Real Salt Lake, and, then LA, um, and LAFC. LA, yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, I could see. Uh, here's how I look at it. Now we can kind of update that poll. I mean, but I don't. It's hard to, in my opinion, imagine seeing maybe more than. I think, in my opinion, 
if you said 10 points, that would be very optimistic. I'm yeah. more in that 8 to 9 mm-hmm. point range, which would get them right to 50 points. Right so, to about 50, 51 points. What did the poll come out as, David? 55 plus in a home match. Mm-hmm. See, I voted for the level below that, which was 50. 50 in playoffs. Mm-hmm. 50 in play. that. That's what I voted for. Yeah. And it, shockingly, uh, 50, less than 50 and miss altogether was third. Hmm. Ooh. Which I guess, considering I just, 62 I just, was the I just top. laid it out. It's not Minnesota, at, going into Sporting Kansas City, Minnesota United had the toughest schedule remaining. Second as toughest. Far, oh, oh, and then after the game, it turned into the hardest. Right. But as far as points per, opponents' points per game, they, Minnesota has the toughest schedule. So it is difficult to say... Well, they're going to get three points there, three points there, three points there. But the so thing is, is the difficult. I don't, I don't go by those things because, you know, I, I'm one of those people that say you're a good team if you can't win, you're shit. Mm-hmm. And it, and Minnesota is in that situation. To me, I'm at a point where I say if Minnesota doesn't get a home playoff match, yeah. I think he should be fired because mm-hmm. Minnesota is a good enough team, and I don't think Heath is getting what he needs to get out of these mm-hmm. players, yeah. and it. The problem is, is that a lot of these players I really don't think are going to be back next year because yeah. of their age. Yeah, and if they are, they're going to be playing bit rate roles. Well, especially the and, older players. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, and for me, it's like this is this is the moment you have to do. You've you've played up to this. You've said three years, three years, three years, three years, three years. Okay, if you're going to make the playoffs, fantastic. But you were just in second place. I don't give a shit how tough the Western Conference is. I don't care how jumbled it is. You were in second place. You had, uh, you know, three weeks ago we had a goal differential, or four weeks ago we had a goal differential of nine or ten. We did. Yeah. And it, we were second in that. We're mm-hmm. second in goal scored. We were legitimately the second place team in the West. Mm-hmm. And now we're in fifth. And yeah. now we're very good chance we're going to be in seventh. So look, this is not. I don't. I don't care what teams do on the road in Major League Soccer. If you're a yeah. good team, you win. And if we're not winning, we're not a good team. We don't deserve to be there. So run through the well. Let's the stats. This I just here's like I mean it, it it it's something. The road home splits are bigger in in MLS than I don't. You know maybe not soccer leagues across the world, but you look at a team like Atlanta United and it rolls into the opponent tonight. Atlanta United is ten one and three at home. And they're five and eight, no on the road. I mean, but there's something to be said about that. You have to consider how poor they were at the beginning of the season. That's true. If you consider how they've changed, it's different. And it uh, and that's the problem with looking well, at stats is you you you, you can look spin at the it whole, any way you yeah, want. You like I just tried, I tried to spin yeah. it the home road splits, but you you probably said it better. They're right. a better team it's, now than they were exactly. for the first two. So months. It, it, that's the yeah, that's the problem with stats. Yeah. Let's run through what everybody said on Twitter. And see how they came out. Well, there's a lot of people on Twitter. Let's not go through everybody. Well, not, well everybody who voted. Okay. Voted. Well, so... Uh, and we did that, essentially. Yeah, I mean... So the, the majority the, the, the is, one, the majority one, is two, a home... One, the majority two. of the fans that responded said that Minnesota would okay. end up with a home playoff right. game. All right, all right. Yes. Right. I, I... You know, I... I still think Minnesota could end up with a home playoff game, but I do not think they're going to finish with much more points than 50. Mm-hmm. I think 50 to 52 mm-hmm. is the range mm-hmm. that I mean, what we're looking in. at right now is to hit 55, we have to hit 13 points. Yeah, which is a, yeah. which would be a bit optimistic considering um, the I mean, that's that saying that we through. win all three home games, which, again, is, is two doable. of them we should. Yeah, a true. third one... Uh, you know, I think we'd be lucky to get a point. Well, at least we don't have to see face Christian Ramirez. He, no, I don't. He, you know, he'll be with Houston. Although we'll see him. Oh no, we will. Well, we'll see him and with Houston. at Houston. By the oh, way, at Houston. Okay. By the way, boys, did you guys see last night's uh, Houston Dallas game? I think they kicked all the Houston fans out like twenty minutes early. Did not see that. Did you I see did that? Not. I haven't looked at anything for today. So, um, just a thing on top of what we're talking about here. Um, I think they were concerned about Houston fans, Dallas fans getting into a fight afterwards. They kicked all the Houston fans out 20 minutes early. In the 70th minute, they started kicking them out. And there's things on Twitter. Again, uh, people on Facebook Facebook and Twitter were saying the same thing. It's like, usually you hold them late. 
But I guess there were some uh, couple guys in the Houston uh, thing. Oh, you're, you're Tony. You're talking about Saturday night, Sunday night's game. Oh, Sunday night's game. Sorry. That's oh, was it Tuesday now? It, it, yeah, it was Sunday night's game. Oh, Sunday da- night's Dallas won five to one. Yeah, against yeah. the Dynamo. Yep. So they kicked out the Houston fans uh, two minutes early. Uh, you know, the, the reality is. Major League Soccer has been shit in the bed when it comes to relations with yeah. fans lately. Um, so I'm I, I guess I'm a little concerned that it kicks out tonight, uh, twenty minutes early. So well, I, I I would hope not. Um, <laughs> we're in the upper level. We're I think we're I, yeah, I I, I want to watch. I really want to watch Minnesota lift the trophy. So I hope they don't kick us out early. No. Right. So, I, I I think uh, that's all I have to say I, about mm-hmm. that. I think. Major League Soccer has really shit the bed with how it relates to fans lately. Yeah. I, I don't. I, I'm going to avoid any well, political statements, but that's the way it goes. We'll talk about the flag stuff on the next podcast. Yeah. I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was crazy. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, so let's get out of Casey, guys. We we lost one nil. Let's go out. Of, let's talk about tonight's game, guys. This yeah. is this is the biggest match in. MN United U.S. history. Yep, I agree. And this is. I mean, this is it. This is it. I mean, no, it on. clearly is. Even you, I think it's one of the biggest, if not the biggest, in the history of Minnesota soccer. Uh, to be oh, fair, it's, I mean, it's, it's, crazy. it's a final, but certainly, if you're talking Minnesota United, it is the biggest. There's no argument there. Yeah, it's, it has to be. It's nuts. And just to make a point, so tonight's U.S. Up. Uh, just looking at a Twitter from Mike Donovan. Tonight's U.S. Open Cup final will be the first. U.S. Open Cup final not to be broadcast on TV since 1996. Oh, now, to be fair, in this day and age, ESPN two. It's not. No, it's not. No. Is it plus? ESPN plus. Are you shitting to, me? To be fair, I mean, what? As we talk about, it's Ugh. cable television. It's 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 Ugh. over the air. You know, broadcasted television. Ugh. You know, it's dying. Clearly, the future is streaming. Yeah. So yeah, that that makes for a headline. Okay, it's the first not to be broadcast on TV since '96. But is it that big of a deal? I don't think so. Only because ESPN Plus, it, it's five dollars a month. It's one of the cheaper streaming yeah. services out there. So, but so, it is interesting. Here's the deal, guys. We won. We won against Portland. I'm sorry, I've been drinking a lot since I got here. No, so let's. Yeah, we won let's against re- Portland. Let's we won recap against it. Let's we go won. all the way. So no, we're not going. All this way. will take four seconds. So no. Okay. Started in the fourth round. Uh, yeah. Hosted a game against the Sporting Kansas City yep. team yeah, that we, we were just talking them, about, yeah. which Minnesota won handedly, four yeah. to one. Okay. And then uh, this is you know they had to go to the court uh, the round of sixteen to Houston. That was kind mm. of the big one with mm. the you know the big. the you know U.S. Open Cup. Reigning champions, Houston. They didn't play, uh, and they didn't. They they actually had to come from behind, thanks to Toy, yep. to to make it to then the quarterfinal against uh, New Mexico, where so, again that, that one, was a goat rodeo. Yep. It started out poorly, but uh, yeah, and then and then of course finished at Allianz Field mm-hmm. semifinals against Portland. We were there just a few days after they had played. And won against Portland in the MLS. So and here we season. Are. Let's so go back. To, let's go back to Portland after the Portland game. Three of us were like, "We're going to Atlanta." Right. Who wants to go to Atlanta? Well, I was pretty sure and, I wasn't going to Atlanta before well, the Portland match. Now hold on a second. Yeah. David's wife had said he could go to Atlanta before the game. Before the game, right? And then yeah. and we beat we beat Portland. And I told my wife, "I'm like, well, David's going." She's like, "Well, you can go too." I'm like, "I, I can." Oh, this is a new thing. Dave, you can go whatever you and, want. And then my wife was like, you can go you don't have a, You don't have a wife. Oh, yeah, that's right. Have, so it was an easy decision <laughs> for me. Once You're a bachelor. I kind of had go whatever you want. Once David mentioned that uh, Sarah was oh okay uh, to David going to Atlanta oh, for a really? final. Now, oh, this really? was before uh, the Portland match. I'm like, uh-huh, my eyebrows uh-huh. raised. Oh, yeah. But then once you said during yeah. the Portland match that yeah, I'm going go. if yeah, they yeah, win, yeah, yeah. then I was like, okay, I'm on board. Yeah. I'm going. So three of us. And here we are. Go. And then we're here in Atlanta, guys. And, and I've never been so excited for a game in my life. I've been to. Oh, yeah, without I've, a doubt. I, I've been to. Twins games, I've been to yeah, Gopher games, I've been to Vikings games, I've been to Timberwolves games. Tonight's game is like 
I can't. I'm 40 years old, and well, I, I there's well, no other game that I've been to that's well, exciting as this one. And Tony, well, here's the question. I mean, it, I consider myself a, a big sports fan across yeah. the board, and well, you especially. And I are- you and I are in the same length, I and mean, we've been around Minnesota. Have for a while. you ever been to a finals? And when I say finals, no. I mean you know, any sport, any no, series. No, I, have, I haven't but been. This is the this first. This is it. Final. This is it. I have not. So my question to you guys is: We're not going to talk about what's going to happen tonight because we all want United to win. And this is I mean, going to be, and you'll be, everybody will be listening to this after the game. Exactly. Exactly. So days after the game. My question tonight is: Does Heath play? A great lineup tonight. Does he go for it all? Does he push it all in? Does he take, you know, Dave talking about uh, poker, right? Do we go all in on this stuff? Well, if yes. you're you're asking me, yeah, I'll, I'll start. I mean, I think absolutely. And not only do I think he puts his best possible lineup mm-hmm. lineup tonight based on you know the week's training and the previous matches, but I I think he I think Heath has been thinking about this game all year long. And I think it is part, it's generic, but I think this is part of his three-year plan. And if he can somehow win this game, regardless of what happens, I mean, I know you made the comment, David, earlier that he would be fired if he doesn't get a home playoff match. But I think if Heath knows that if he wins this game, oh, he's safe. Yeah. Do you disagree with that? I I mean, regardless regardless of what happens in the MLS Mm. standings, playoffs, pitcher, I completely disagree. If Heath wins this game, I think he's safe, and I think he knows that. Well, now, okay, wait. So I'll say I agree that he knows it. To me, though, it doesn't matter. This game does not matter. If he can't make the playoffs... we're not selling this game, then. If he cannot make the playoffs, he does not deserve to coach this team. Okay, so we're talking about playoffs, and we're talking about the U.S. Open Cup. the U.S. Open Cup, to me, I agree completely. Yeah, I think... I think the FO is going to say, you win this... You're good. Yeah. You're good but, know, yeah. Which yeah. is probably true. I really yeah. think that's true. So, I mean, I think they think of it that way because it's a big deal. Granted, it would be a huge letdown. But, I mean, this to put it in perspective, that's why I'm just trying to place this game on a pedestal because this game is important. If they could somehow win that trophy and get that hardware, then I think yeah, he's justified his three-year plan. Right. The and I don't think so. The hardware, yes, I, I see your point. Yes, yeah. The hardware is a big thing, guys. I mean, this would be the first hardware in United history. Um, so we would have that to bring back home. Uh, there are 450 of us, maybe, probably more than that. I think it's 450. There's 450 sold. known, yeah. Uh, probably, it might be close to 500. Yeah. I mean, there might be 50 seats that were... There's a lot of us here. Right. I mean, this is this is nuts. I mean, I was on a flight with 10 people, 10 Loons fans this morning. I mean, and then we met Ian in the bar, and Ian in the bar. Yeah, exactly right. So there's a lot of Loons fans here, and we got a whole section that we're going to be freaking crazy on. Yep. Um, I'm very nervous. To tell you guys the truth, I have butterflies in my stomach. I do. I I want to see this happen. I don't think the butterflies are going to hit me until I walk no, into the stadium. No, you don't. I mean, it's it's like the thing of like this is a championship for a team that we're. All the three of us are into right now, right? We're all a Minnesota into, team. We're a Minnesota team, right? We're a soccer team. We love it. Um, I've never been in this it, 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 with right. baseball, football, whatever it is. I've never been in this like it is. Yeah. Baseball with the Twins was eighty-seven, ninety-one. I was too young to even know, right? This is my time. This yeah. is my time. Well, you know, and I, I think to add to that, it. it it legitimizes yeah. soccer in the Twin Cities. Of course, it does. I hey. mean, because there's so many te- there's so many people who are like, "Oh, it's soccer! It's soccer! It's soccer!" You know, so many people get how the stadium was yeah. built wrong, yeah. the funding, etc., yeah. etc., et and it's all all this bullshit about, "Oh, it's soccer." Well, I think this there's so much socially, oh yeah, riding it's on huge. this game that I I, I agree with you. And before we go. Yeah. We're going to talk about this for just a couple more minutes, guys. Before we go, this is Atlanta versus Minnesota, which is like Atlanta and Minnesota came in the league at the same time. Right. We did totally different things. It's a David and Goliath. It is. Very much so. A win tonight would establish us as the team from that expansion. We are that team. 
Yeah, and we're 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 separating from MLS a little bit here, but which we should be, be considering the game tonight. But uh, I just like the fact that I think they're doing it right. Like they had a fan charter with Sun Country, mm-hmm. so they brought down I, hundreds of fans on that oh, flight yeah, that got in earlier fans, today. Yeah. And then also uh, the team came down on a chartered flight, and mm-hmm. and that's significant because normally they would the team would fly commercially to wherever they're playing. But they chartered a flight for all the players, and they're bringing 21 plus three mm-hmm. goalkeepers, 24. Mm-hmm. And about, I read, uh, thanks to uh, uh, Greeter, I believe, but they're bringing 80, 80 members of the team. Like and the front should. office and, and, and everybody yeah. else. They're saying the Ritz Carlton. This is amazing. Five star hotel. So they, we're, they, we're going there. They are treating yeah. this like it, you know their Super Bowl, yeah. whatever you want to call right. it. The Super Bowl was held in that stadium just last year. Um, and it's a big deal, and, and they're treating as it as it should be treated. I it's think. a huge right. deal, and and the fact that I'm taking time off work, David, you are, Dave, you are, yes, everyone else is. We, how can I put this, guys? You don't get these opportunities very often. You don't, right? I mean, Atlanta's had their whole championships, whatever, for the last couple of years, right? Well, Atlanta had a good run. Atlanta won the MLS Cup late last year. They won the Campanese Cup uh, just a a few weeks ago. You know what? They spent their money, Dave. Would you think 500 people from Atlanta would come to Minneapolis for a game like this? I doubt it. I doubt it. It's hard to say, yeah. I doubt it. I I mean, there would certainly be a number of traveling fans. I I think think it's, it's fair to say that... Minnesota United are well represented here in Atlanta. What exactly? What I've seen here today on my travels and on Twitter and Facebook is is the greatest thing. I, right. I, I I I can't. I go back to the Blaine days and I look at the fans there and I go, we've kind of grown to this MLS thing and it's it's it, it gives me guys it gives me butterflies, man. It is it is going to be a great game tonight. Win or lose, and I hope the fuck they win. Right. I hope that we are champions of this this freaking cup. But to be here right now, guys, right? Exactly. I mean, we all took different spots to get here. We're all excited to be here. Um, this is um, this is once in a lifetime. I agree. And, um, and God, I can't imagine being in a better place than here right now. I, although. I will say this. I can think of better places. I will say. I wish I was on Alan's field right now. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> David knows what I mean. Alan's field would be great. Yes. We're going to do it up tonight like it was Alan's field. And, it, yeah. And so w- with that, you know, I think if we win tonight, I think we're going to come – well, not necessarily come back, but I think we're going to try to record something yeah, on will. my phone we will. Um, that I'll connect attached to this. Yeah. To the end of this episode. If we don't win, we'll wait to talk about it next week. If we do win, we're all gonna be super drunk. I mean, it's gonna sound. It'll like, probably not be pleasant. It's not gonna be pleasant at all. Um, so you guys can know that at about yeah fifty eight minutes, you'll want to turn yeah, it off. Exactly right. <laughs> so, gentlemen, welcome to Atlanta. Glad Hot to be Atlanta. here. Yeah. Very glad to be here. You guys, anything else to say? Yeah. No, I'm we I'm, good. I'm ready. I think I'm good. We're ready. Go loons, let's go. We are ready. LFG. I'm gonna say say one more thing. I'm gonna say thanks to Roughneck Scarves, official scarf suppliers to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. I'm sorry, I'm drunk. Um, if 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 we record later, at least you got it out of the way. And you know, I did. Sure again, did. So. It's myself, Tony. For Dave and David, it's Atlanta, baby. We'll talk to you guys in a couple days. All right. See ya.
It's time to go back to work. There's a lot to do. We have things to make, stuff to build, cargo to ship, customers to serve. So grab a five-hour energy and get ready. For 16 years, through good times and bad, five-hour energy has been there helping hard-working people get stuff done. It's time to go back to work. Let's roll up our sleeves and get going. For more information and to order online, visit 5hourenergy.com. It's time to go back to work. There's a lot to do. We have things to make, stuff to build, cargo to ship, customers to serve. So grab a five-hour energy and get ready. For 16 years, through good times and bad, five-hour energy has been there helping hard-working people get stuff done. It's time to go back to work. Let's roll up our sleeves and get going. For more information and to order online, visit 5hourenergy.com.